0: Lakers are six picks away, I believe, from their next choice. A little run on point guards. The last three guys taken Elliot Kobo, uh, and then Javon Carter from West Virginia, a guy kind of loosely associated and, and linked to the Lakers, point guard from West Virginia, Jalen Brunson from Villanova, a guy that I think Josh Hart and Andy was pulling for. He goes to Dallas with the thirty-third pick, and now Devontae Graham, another point guard, goes to Atlanta with the thirty-fourth pick. So the Lakers pick thirty-nine in this round, they, take, they took Mo Wagner, big center, from Michigan with the 25th pick.
1: Uh, I got um, a scouting report from Mike Bresnahan, covers the Lakers for Spectrum. Lakers consider Wagner to be a high IQ player who can shoot, handle, and pass. He interviewed really well with them at the draft combine, should be a dynamic presence in the locker room. Also, he measured 6 feet, 11 and a half inches in shoes at the combine. Very
0: good. What kind of shoes? Basketball, presumably. Um, I, I think, you know, this is one of those things. We don't know who this kid is in terms of how good he's going to be. But the expectations of what the Lakers are going to get um, for at, at this spot are high because of their success they had. And you hear Brez's scouting report, and it really does sound like a lot of the other guys. Yeah, the there's the question about
1: the mobility and whether that would prevent him from being able to do all the switching that the Lakers want to be able to do on defense. Is he mobile enough to step out to guard a lot of these other bigs, frankly, like him? Right, the ones who play sure. like him along the perimeter. But the Lakers have had this track record picking well. They scout really well towards the end of the first draft into the second. And also, too, if anybody is going to be familiar with Mo Wagner, it's Lakers GM Rob Pelinka who played with Fab 5 went to right. Michigan.
0: You know he catches every game. He's watching the games. And so, but also to people have to remember, 25th pick in the draft, you're not necessarily looking for a starter that you might get somebody with the skills of Kyle Kuzma or Josh Hart or, you know, is is phenomenal, but it's also the exception to the rule. Normally you get a Larry, if you get a Larry Nance, somebody who is a role player on a good team. That's great results for this spot. So if, if Mo Wagner comes Jordan in... Jordan
1: Farmar was taken at 26th uh, in, I think it was 2006, by the Lakers. Jordan had probably like an 8, 10-year career. That's a, That's a good great result. pick great At 26.
0: Result. And so if he can come in and play a role for this team going forward, he's only 21 years old, uh, that will be a successful pick. So the Lakers, still two picks left uh, on the night. We'll see what they do with those. We're expecting to hear from Mo Wagner and also Lakers GM Rob Palinka over the course of the hour. Uh, but, Andy, the big news really does revolve around what hasn't happened. There has been no Kawhi Leonard trade. We heard Ramona Shelburne say that San Antonio – not interested in helping the Lakers out, at least right they now. Weren't, they weren't interested
1: in taking a full phone call from the Lakers. Like, they barely spoke with the Lakers when they made just, you know, the exploratory call. They pretty much hung up they didn't oh, on the even Lakers. Get, they really didn't get past the switchboard. I mean, they, they it sounded like the way Ramona described that They basically
0: hung up on Rob Palenka. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Did he hang up on me? RC, come on! So, oh my God, are we getting more food? Oh great, that's fantastic! Oh my God, God. Fresh Brothers before, just Fresh Brothers in. just rolled in. Uh, let's get Rob Palenka to the podium as quickly as possible. So this is the greatest franchise, franchise ever. Uh, so that's the big news. But then the other part of Ramona's story: uh, Kawhi apparently saying that he's coming to Los Angeles in 2019. Ramona says. Uh, you know, preferring the Lakers over the Clippers in that scenario. So a lot of things looking up on that regard. But there was also news, Andy, on the LeBron James front. We've been trying to figure out, is he going to Houston? Is he going to Philly? Is he coming here? Is he staying in Cleveland? Brian Windhorst on the jump, the, uh, the pregame coverage on ESPN today, had this to say about where James might end up next year.
2: Um, I don't think Houston is in the running for that exact same reason. I don't think his family feels comfortable going to Houston. I think, I think it's really where his family is going to be, qualifies the teams. You have to get by his wife Savannah and his sons to say yes. I think L.A. and Cleveland passed that, and I think that's why they're in the in the driver's seat right now, those two teams. But neither, neither one of them probably are feeling real great about their opportunity.
0: I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I'm feeling better than Cleveland. Well, first of all, let's be honest.
1: LeBron James's family has proper tastes in cities because Houston's awful. Yes. Houston is an It's not where you want to be. It's city. not that, a great place. No. If, I mean, if you've got your pick of places to live, no offense, I ain't living in Houston. No. And it's not so doing it. If, you know, I, I
0: say this to a lot of people because people overreact and they say, oh, going back to Kevin, remember when Kevin Garnett bought a house in Malibu and that meant he was going to play for the Lakers? No, it meant he was really it was, rich. Meant he was really rich. And these guys are really wealthy. They can afford houses in Malibu. Uh, they can afford houses everywhere. I mean, doesn't that, LeBron basically have, like, two houses almost next door to each other? Yeah, more, more <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost like a block is his compound. And so, you know, but, but all that being said, there are not a lot of places that are more enjoyable to live if you are incredibly wealthy. Billion-dollar shoe deal kind of money. Stupid like LeBron. rich. Stupid rich, as they say, fu money than in Los Angeles. Yeah. If you can afford to live in Los Angeles, well, particularly, why
1: wouldn't you? Particularly, too, if you're somebody like LeBron that obviously is still playing at a high level, it's very easy to make the argument that he's the best player in the league still. You know, he dragged that team to his eighth straight finals. Didn't get a whole lot of help. Um, but, no. it, but LeBron is also, though, towards the tail end of his career. He's much closer to the end than the beginning. And we've already seen A lot of signs of what he's going to be doing, which is going to be the entertainment industry. He's already producing TV shows. He's already a legit force in the entertainment world. So, if you're going to be looking in any way to start transitioning towards the next stage, and obviously for very different reasons, but you and I covering the last three years of Kobe's career, you know, for unfortunate reasons, he spent a lot of time time to get ready for this. So, he spent a lot of time on the trainer's table during the last three years. It was obvious that Kobe was already mapping out those next moves that for him were easy to be in LA. But guys think about this stuff. You know, especially when you're in the position of a Kobe or a LeBron
0: where you know when my career ends, I can do anything I want. Right. Anything. And what's what makes it though is like that's one thing. And because LeBron can do the entertainment thing from anywhere. Sony will go to where he is. Warner Brothers will go to where he can take a meeting anywhere. But the difference is now they have the basketball stuff. If you line up basketball with the Lakers and basketball with Cleveland together, two or three years ago, you couldn't do that with the Lakers. But now you can. and actually is a better picture. Because, and, and, by, and what you're saying yeah. is with no moves, right, just with, rosters as is. Are, I, are the are the are the Cavs a little bit better if the Lakers just bring back last year's team? Um, maybe. No. Kevin Love. No. They got, I mean, they're not. But they're they're comparable at the least. This team isn't. I mean, Grant Western Conference harder to get through the playoffs. But I think one thing right, we but all also Western Conference harder to get wins. If you take a look
1: at what the Lakers did with that team, true. I'd stack them up against the supporting cast for Cleveland. Um.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so. I think I probably would, too. Certainly, they have better long-term potential. There's yes. no young talent on that Cavs roster. But the Lakers also have the space to sign Paul George. They have the ability to make a trade. They have some of their, you know, their picks and assets and things like that. I, I just there's, It's hard to look at what Cleveland did and say, it's going to get better there they don't have the flexibility they don't have the, because they've been trying to bend over backwards to keep lebron happy which is something that some laker fans don't like and might become a reality here they, but he, they get a fresh start here and you certainly get the sense andy that it's not going to be lebron coming by himself well i yeah. mean you mentioned that scenario but that to me seems so oh, unlikely oh no no no, no. I, it's lebron and it almost i agree with any, you i'm just way. saying if, if even if you take it in unrealistic
1: terms even if you just take as is terms like let's say lebron is thinking to himself you know what i don't want to take any chances i want to know exactly what it is that i'm signing up for you know i'm not going to be i'm not going to be lured into the what if or we could do this for you i want to know exactly what it is i'm signing up for the lakers i think have better to sign up for now
0: yeah than I mean, cleveland at the very least the argument can be made and that's that says enough about cleveland right away and that's before you get into all the lifestyle stuff and everything else that can be coming it it's it's remarkable that it's worked as well as it has the lakers the plan they've executed to this point has worked almost exactly how they would have liked it to go now glengarry glen ross style they have to close at some point They have to turn this roster into a championship contender, whether it's this summer, whether it's next summer. And they've made it very clear, I think, Andy, that they're not going to go crazy just to get something done this offseason to say they quote-unquote did something. But that said, at some point, they have to pay off the potential. Well, what they
1: always have to be doing, and this is something that thus far they can say that they are, they always have to look like they're moving forward. And from the first season you know, where Rob Palink and Magic Johnson took they took over halfway through the season and they immediately made the Lou Williams deal. That was some forward progress. And then you saw how they did in the draft with Lonzo Ball, and then especially towards the end of the draft, Kyle Kuzma and Josh Hart finding value in those picks moving forward. Right. Then the Jordan Clarks and Larry Nance deal that gave them some more space. Oh, and I forgot before the the D'Angelo Russell, Timothy Mozart. Right, exactly, sure. Everything they've been doing is moving forward. So even if the Lakers didn't put themselves in true contention this offseason, as long as you can look at what they're doing and say, okay, this is tangible forward progress. Right, it's meaningful, they didn't go backwards. They right. didn't screw it up. Then, then they're always, I think, moving in a direction that they can be, at the very least, possibly making good on their promises.
0: Um, and so the, 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 the question becomes, what are they going to be doing? in the next three, four weeks, whatever it is, are going to be kind of insane and the, the the speculation is going to be flying around. But what what's amazing about it is, and I think at the beginning of the season, Andy, if you'd said, you know, what are the chances LeBron comes here? What are the chances Paul George comes here? Yeah, you might have given George a you know, 40 or 50% chance at the beginning of the year because that's been the conversation for so long. It's been
1: Paul George's
0: conversation. Right. I mean, he right. openly admitted, yeah, I'm thinking about the Lakers. But LeBron, it was what, a 10% chance, a 15% chance?
1: You know it felt a lot more about the, well, of course he would be type connections. You know, well... It's the Lakers or, you know, it's L.A. Like, stuff like that that felt more surface. Now the it's L.A. feels more like there's a reason behind it. Lakers, by the way, on the the clock for the 39th
0: pick. All right, so this is the pick that they acquired last night from Philadelphia. Um, And so this is the one, the the extra second-round pick that they they acquired. So um, it's coming up on 39. They also pick again at 47. I believe it's in. It's in uh it's are we are are they the yet okay, um so the Lakers have gone and we've gone to commercial, I think on the draft, so uh we'll just go ahead and say it Andy go ahead can I can I say it just I'm gonna say, say, say it now, it. just say it Isaac Bunga
1: from Germany.
0: <laughs> Really? <laughs> yes. They took another guy from Germany. All the Germans are coming. They is... wanted a friend from Mo Wagner. <laughs> now this, I'm not going to lie. And, you know,
1: admittedly, I am not. If you thought, I didn't know Mo Wagner. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know Isaac Bonga. But I'm going to tell you something right now about him knowing nothing about the lad that makes me a little nervous. Six ten, one eighty. 180
0: Oh, I like that. <laughs> Man a lot. You know who else was really tall I know, and really? Skinny? Brandon Ingram. Brandon I get Ingram. it. Six ten, 180. But I knew who Brandon Ingram was. Eighteen year old German forward six foot nine brings point forward skills <laughs> to hope. the uh to the position. I kinda prefer six nine in this scenario. The- <laughs> Just for perspective, I'm 5'9 and weigh 190 pounds. I know. So in a wrestling match, you might choose me over Isaac Bond.
3: He's got the reach, but otherwise.
0: Very, uh, very clearly a, a a prospect somebody the Lakers are going to bring along wouldn't shock me if this is a guy who stays overseas for a year or two before we hear from him to have some knock worse or something like that. All right. So uh, we're expecting you to hear from first round pick Mo Wagner, also from Germany. We can ask him if he knows Isaac Bonga. Also we'll hear from Lakers general manager Rob Palenka Get this kid a sandwich. Uh, over the course of the rest of the show. Coming up next, Om Young Masuk covers the Lakers for ESPN LA. Uh, Brian, Ka- Brian and Andy Kamenetsky, it's the Lakers draft show from the UCLA Health Training Center ESPN LA. The Lakers have used two of their three picks in tonight's draft, first with Mo Wagner uh, from Germany, played three years for the University of Michigan, 14.5 points a game last year, shot nearly 40% from three-point range, just selected in the second round with their first pick of the second round. Isaac Bonga, also from Germany, a young 19-year-old prospect. So two international players for the Lakers. They're getting dangerously close to drafting that kid from Kansas, whose name I really can't say, Mia uh, look, whatever. So I'm really hoping they don't dip into that pool, because they're getting kind of aggressive with the overseas players tonight. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, live from the UCLA Health Training Center, joined now by Om Young-Masuk, covers the Lakers for ESPN. Uh, all right, so Mo Wagner... The first pick, the guy they took at the t- with number 25, what do you know about him?
2: Well, first of all, you're talking to a Michigan State Spartan. Okay. So, I have seen quite a bit. So, you hate this kid. Painfully of Mo Wagner. He has had some of his best games against the Spartans, uh, including a season high 27 points earlier this season at Michigan State. He has been a thorn in the Spartan side. He can shoot the three pretty well. I think he made like 108 threes in his career in, in, in just the last two years. Um, a guy who could be a pick-and-pop option for Lonzo Ball. He's fiery. He plays with emotion. He's not super athletic, but he can rebound. And I think the goal for the Lakers is that he's going to spread the floor, and he's a guy who has personality. I think he's a guy that's going to fit in very well in this locker. Yeah,
1: that's one of the things Mike Bresnahan said on Twitter, that he thinks – He's got like a dynamic personality and what I think is interesting about that is actually last year you saw two of the more engaging funny guys in the locker room were actually Kyle Kuzma and Josh Hart and you typically don't have that type of sense of humor from rookies like usually they're more reserved just cuz they they're nervous about offending somebody or saying the wrong thing And this is clearly a locker room where young guys can be themselves, and maybe that helps Mo Wagner with that transition that he's going to be making.
2: If the Lakers continue, the young Lakers continue the roasting, he will fit right in. Uh, This is the type of guy, I think, that will have fun with that. He's not going to take things personally. It's that type of personality, and he's a winner. And I think those are the things that, listen, if anybody knows this guy, it's going to be Magic and Rob. Rob went to Michigan. Magic is Michigan State's greatest product. They follow that rivalry very closely. I know this personally, because I've talked to both of them about it many times. So they know what this kid can do. And look, he had 24-15 and in the Final Four against Loyola. Granted, granted, Loyola was very small. But only Hakeem Olajuwon and Larry Bird have ever done that.
0: All right. So we're talking to Om Young. This so covers the Lakers for ESPN live here from the UCLA Health Training Center. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about how Wagner fits in with what we think might be going on with the Lakers this season, because that ties into some of the, the, the big news about LeBron James and where his preferences seem to be narrowing about the Kawhi Leonard stuff. Um... Is, there, is it too early even to picture what his role might be for this year's team?
2: Um, I no, I, probably. I think down the road, maybe, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but perhaps Mo Wagner, maybe his ceiling, his best projection, would be like a guy like Kevin Love. Like, perhaps he Pretty can good be, projection. Perhaps he, can, you know, perhaps he can be that type of guy that eventually can hit three-pointers from the outside. I don't think he has that consistent of a range yet. But perhaps down the road, that is something maybe the Lakers would want him to be. And look, Brook Lopez is going to be a free agent. He can't shoot as good as Brook can right now from behind three. But you're you're looking to add depth and protect yourself in case Brook doesn't come back. And what happens with Julius Randle? Well, I think it's also kind of interesting, too, because he,
1: in some ways he feels like this year's Thomas Bryant. Because I know the, the, the Lakers were high on Thomas, even though he spent the majority of the year in the G League. I think they like his potential a lot. And he's a big man that they can see hitting outside shots and making plays. And, you know, there's some questions about the mobility, but they think that he can fit in certain ways as the modern NBA big. That feels like Mo Wagner, but just perhaps a little bit further behind Thomas Bryant.
2: I think Bryant might be a little more athletic than, okay. than Wagner. Uh, but then I think at the same time coming out, I think Bryant was probably a little more raw, not as skilled as Wagner is coming out.
0: All right, and then I assume you know a lot about Isaac Bonga. I
2: don't know anything about him. <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, just skip that. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> but he 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 does look like perhaps potentially a stash for the Lakers. Right, and it's
0: it's about time, actually. Honestly, the Lakers took a guy like that, and it it does tell you where this roster is going and the the talent level that they have. They're running out of space, like Thomas Bryant, who lit up the G League last year couldn't get any time with big club because they just had too many good players. Uh, even in a developmental year, they just weren't able to put them on. Um, I, I'm curious. Um, how do you think the Lakers approach this draft given the, the free agent targets, the potential for trades and things like that? Because in, in a lot of ways they can be related. You know, obviously they have big plans potentially for this summer.
2: I think it, I think they had to look at whoever they felt was going to fit in the best and not kind of think who was going to fit in with who could potentially be here i don 't think they can play that type of game. Um, I think they were all they're always look the Lakers are big on this whole thing like laker 's dna i 've heard Rob talk about it where they look for certain characteristics and traits of guys, and not only free agents but draft prospects. Mo Wagner fits that type of thing. You know, he's got the, he's got the personality. He loves basketball. He's going to play hard. He has good basketball IQ. He's skilled. I think those are all the type of things. He fits very much in the mold of some of the intangibles that Akawa Kuzma and Josh Hart bring.
1: Well, you also see, too, with, it, with the scouting report on Mo Wagner and what, what you've seen, the way you described him, he's a guy who can do multiple things. And that's something that this front office really covets, the Luke Walton covets when it comes to putting guys on the floor you don't want somebody who can only do one thing. Right. you know. Like we were talking earlier, Jordan Clarkson can score at the NBA level, but it's hard to figure out what
0: else he really does on a regular basis well. Well, as we saw, too, in the playoffs particularly, the answer is not much, and he doesn't <laughs> yes. even necessarily do the thing that he was signed up to do. But if you look
1: at the young guys who are still on this roster, and for the time being we'll include Julius Randle, they all can do two or three things, maybe even more, but pretty well. You know, maybe some of them can do two or three things excellent. And that's the type of, you know, diversity of skill set that this organization wants from their players moving forward.
2: I think what the Lakers were looking for coming into the draft was, was shooting. They needed to address their shooting and versatility. Now, I think one issue with Mo Wagner is can he guard and can he guard multiple positions? I don't think so. Um I think can he guard a position. I think he's big. He, guard, he that, can guard other yeah. Mo Wagners. Yes, but I don't think he's Julius Randle by any means, which is what makes Julius Randle so valuable. It's a guy that can not only switch multiple positions on bigs, but sometimes can cover some smalls. Mo Wagner's not at that point. But he is a guy that if you play pick and pop with him with Lonzo, he could get some open shots, and he's going to knock them down.
0: Uh, we're talking to Ohm Young Masuk, covers the Lakers for ESPN, a ESPN LA, Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. It's the ESPN LA Lakers draft show, where we are one, two, three picks away from the lakers final pick of the night they are at 47 um and we're uh, the nets i believe are on the clock at 45 so it won't be but a couple minutes I got a guy before, that i'm hoping gets to him um one guy who's actually still on the clock i think it's who you're talking about Andy, yes anthony is. melton yes from usu that's who i'm Worked out with the lakers um you know he's a, he's a guy who's from here a lot of ties to L.A. Uh, a strong defender, kind of fits the profile of the type of guy can do a lot of th- right th- that the Lakers things. would go after. Yeah, he's
1: not a shooter yet, yeah. but definitely on the defensive end, he gets at it. But plus, also the three of us were there when he talked um, after his workout. You could see how much the idea of being a Laker was like amazing for him. Yeah, like I mean, you know, from North Hollywood, played at USC. He spent his entire basketball career in L.A. Like the idea. Anybody who enters the NBA would love to be a Laker. But to him, you could
0: see he's like, oh, my God. Right? It, 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 and if he does happen to fall, and, again, there are only two picks in between uh, here and the Lakers, uh, 45, 46, 47, it would be kind of amazing. They'd be another one of those years like when they drafted Larry Nance. And I think that was the, was that Anthony Brown that they ended yes. up picking, where everybody thought they got those picks backwards. And now you <laughs> look at it and say, Mo Wagner, uh, he wasn't in that 25th spot on all these draft boards. Um De'Anthony Melton was. He was a guy who a lot of people thought they might take at 25. If they get him at 47, he really had a, a, quite a good evening.
2: Yeah, and at this point now, you're just looking to kind of hit it big. Uh, get a guy that you can develop, but if there's a guy that can be ready and listen, uh, Magic and Rob, this is their second draft, but their first one was really good. Right. So it's almost like you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to they're going to find a guy that's going to be a gem,
0: right? And Melton seems to be the kind of person who could come in and maybe give you as a second round pick some minutes, um, uh, as opposed to Isaac Bonga, who <laughs> might not be able to unless he ate DeAnthony Melton on his way in, <laughs> All 180 pounds, six foot ten. That again,
1: <laughs> I, I'm not going to to pretend that I'm even slightly familiar with Isaac Bonga, but that's a little disconcerting. He's already my favorite player.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, <laughs> Young Mr. covers the Lakers for ESPN. Thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate Thanks, guys. it. guys. All right. We're still expecting perhaps to hear from first-round pick Mo Wagner and, of course, from Rob Palenka before we're all done. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. It's the Lakers draft show on ESPN LA. Oh, so close. Andy Kamenetsky. Ah! USC alum DeAnthony Melton working out for the Lakers, projected by many oh. to be the guy they could take with the 25th pick in the draft. They pressed their luck, and he goes to Houston with the 46th pick right before the Lakers draft. The Lakers are on the clock with the final of their three picks tonight. and uh, We'll see who they pick, but it will not be DeAnthony oh. Melton. I have been a major DeAnthony
1: Melton fan going back the last week. Right.
0: <laughs> Since oh. early June, Andy has been. Oh, but you know what? The, I this. mean, all
1: kidding aside, I really did want the Lakers to take him. A, because he profiles to, I think, somebody who could be useful for them, you know, good value either late in the first or in the second. But also, too. This kid really wanted to be really a Really wanted to be here. He really no liked question the idea about that. of
0: being a Laker. All right, so the Lakers have made two selections tonight. Uh, they took Mo Wagner, the big center, from Michigan in the first round with the 25th pick. Shout out to Ben Lyons. <laughs> he is a uh, shout out to Rob Palenka, Michigan alum. We heard Om Masuk saying that Michigan State alum, perhaps the most famous Michigan State alum ever, Magic Johnson, saw Mo Wagner destroy his Spartans many times, and so that might have had uh, certainly made a good impression on his uh, Wagner's new boss. So that was the 25th pick for the Lakers, a, uh, a big center who can stretch the floor. In the second round, with their first pick of the second round, the one they acquired last night at the 39th pick, they took German center Isaac Bonga, a very young 19, a very skinny 19, 6'10", 180 pounds, um, that is skinny. Yes, it is. I mean, that's alarming. Even Brandon Ingram looks at that guy and says, "Dude, you need a sandwich." Um, so uh, he's he seems like the kind of guy the Lakers might leave overseas for a year or two, which makes some sense. It's a great way to develop prospects and the Drink Lakers protein shakes. The, Bratwursts, Lots of bratwursts. I mean, man. So two Germans drafted by the Lakers. We'll see what they do with this pick. The Lakers on the clock. The pick actually should be coming up to the podium in any moment. So we'll bring that to you in just a second. Um, The big news... uh, Oh, no. I just saw it. (laughs) Oh, it's the guy? No! It's the guy. It's the guy from Kansas. We are going to (laughs) attempt to say his name now. Uh, And in all fairness, we should have seen this coming because the Lakers loved this kid. Apparently... Had one of the best workouts of anybody that they brought in. He's a very tall, uh, very rangy shooter from Kansas. I actually know about the player. I can't say his name. It's Sviatoslav Mihalakaluk. You know what? Good enough. <laughs> yes. Um, until they bring me the pronunciation guide, I'm just going to run with Slav. He, he's a senior out of Kansas. Averaged half uh, points per game
1: in the last season in Kansas. Also... Again, just driving home how skinny Isaac Bonga is six eight two twelve. Right,
0: he could he has eaten <laughs> two or three Isaac Bongas on well, his well, way. But you're way. right, the Lakers. This really is actually did like a pick him. that the Lakers. You probably again should have seen this coming because the Lakers really liked him out of the workout. We talked about it with Om Young Masuk. Uh, we talked about it Om Young Masook about who he likes, um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, right now, on the line, we have the 25th pick for the Lakers, first-round draft pick, Mo Wagner from Michigan. Mo, thank you very much for coming on. Congratulations. Congratulations.
4: Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Um, so, were, were you surprised by this? Did you have any indication that the Lakers were interested in you and that this might happen?
4: Uh, I mean, I worked out there twice, uh, which is a good sign, I guess. Um, I had a good vibe, I felt a good vibe there, Uh, great personnel, uh, great teammates, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be at this point and sit in this seat right now with this hat on and can't wait to get started.
1: Now, I believe uh, from some of what I've read about you growing up in Germany, you actually were a Laker fan and aware of the franchise. You said what? I'm sorry. That you had been aware of the Lakers growing up. And that this oh yeah. team
4: you'd follow. I mean, I've been a I've been a, a NBA fan uh, my entire life. I, I'm a huge I'm a huge basketball fan, so I follow everything. I'm very excited for the uh, upcoming free agency, for example, for the upcoming season, regardless of whether I'm playing or not. So, um, it's, it's 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 ridiculous that I can call myself a part of such a franchise now, and I can't wait to get started.
0: Talking to Mo Wagner, the Lakers' first round pick selected at number 25, Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. It's the Lakers draft show. Now, Mo, we know that Rob Palenka, the Lakers general manager, he is a Michigan guy. So we see the connection there. On the other hand, Magic Johnson is a Michigan State guy, and we know you beat up on the Spartans over the course of your career. What was it like to to meet Magic? Did you did he give you any any grief for that uh, when you met him?
4: I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but... Um, to be honest with you. <laughs> After that, it's all about love. You know, it's not about hate. This whole rivalry thing is cool, but I think we both love basketball a lot, and uh, that what brought us together, and I can't wait to get started. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to embrace my role and embrace that, too, bring that into to L.A.
1: Talking with Lakers first-round pick Mo Wagner out of Michigan. For fans who are unfamiliar with your game, how would you describe the way you play? What are your strengths? What are the areas that you think you need to work on the most?
4: I think I can work a lot on defensively. I think the, the way the league is going is they they want you to switch ball screens nowadays. Um even as a big, even as a 6'11" white kid on the perimeter, so they're going to they're going to make me switch and um yeah, I'm, I can can't wait to be to be active there to improve, and uh, it's going to be a very exciting challenge.
0: So, uh, and Mo, what do you know about the the guys on the roster right now? Whether it's you know Lonzo or Kyle Kuzma or or those guys, have you had a chance to meet them or watch them play?
4: Um, yeah, um, I mean, I spent some time with Kuzma last year at the combine. Played against Lonzo a couple times uh, or one time with Michigan. Uh, talked to Kuz just because he's from Michigan. Josh Hart and I have the same agent, so I know him a little bit. And uh, it's a very talented young core, and I can't wait to do- join the guys and get it started. All right. Well, we're excited to have you in Los
0: Angeles. Looking forward to meeting you. Uh, looking forward to you to, uh, joining the Lakers. And again, congratulations on becoming the newest Laker.
4: Congratulations. Thank, no. thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it.
0: All right, that's he'll stop calling us sir really quickly. You know he's he's new in town. That won't last. Uh, That was Mo Wagner, the first round pick for the Lakers, picked at number twenty five, seven footer from uh, Germany, by way of Michigan. Rob, other other way around from Michigan, drafted from Michigan by way of Germany. Yes, Rob Polinka likes him. Uh, Joined now by Mike Trudell. Oh, hey guys. Hey, Mike. Um, Is this soccer tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told
3: I. I was told I was here to talk about I mean, soccer. We're
0: getting to the World Cup. <laughs> well, segment. it feels that way, man. The way the Lakers have been
3: going overseas drafting, it that's feels right.
0: like we're about to do soccer tonight. This has been the yeah. best thing that's happened to Germany so far during the World Cup. So,
3: I mean, my first question to Mo Wagner will be, you know, what his favorite soccer squad is. I feel like it's going to be uh, Hertha Berlin, but I don't know. Maybe he's a Bayern Munich guy. No, we can talk about it later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Maybe we shouldn't dig it now. All right, what do you what do you think about what the Lakers have done so far? Because there was so much speculation, Mike, about what they might do with these three picks. Uh, You know, are they going to roll it into trying to draft somebody um, early? Are they going to go? You know, they're going to try to move up in the first round. What kind of skill sets are they going to look at? And oh, thank God, we've got a pronunciation (laughs) for the the last trick uh, uh, pick. They end up taking a big center. Mm-hmm. A guy in uh, Isaac Bamba who looks from Germany like a draft and stash kind of candidate, and then uh, Sviatoslav Mikiluk from Kansas who came and had a great workout and shooting so first pick this in, kid can shoot he can shoot. really really shoot uh, from Kansas over about forty five percent ranked first in the big twelve from the three point line, so the first pick they took in the, uh, number twenty five the last pick they take at number forty seven obviously a premium on shooting. That's
3: pretty consistent with what we heard. What all year, uh, even before the season started, right when Magic and Palenka were addressing this and on media day, you heard Luke Walton refer to it throughout the season. Of course, they struggled so much early in the season. They they, they found a better three point rhythm as the season went on, maybe than we remember. You know, KCP and Lopez started to finally shoot the ball. Ingram got better every month. You know, Kuzma was consistent. Lonzo had some periods where he got better, uh, but still, of course, shooting shooting the, there has to be a premium on it. Now, what you what you have to what I'm always thinking about during the Draft is okay. So, if they have an idea of who they might get in free agency, does that impact the types of guys they're going to get? How, what percentage do they think they're going to get certain guys? And to me, they just probably want the best player that was on their board here. Now, does it address a need? And it's talking about with Mo Wagner to start. Uh, what does it address a need in shooting from a big position? Sure. But I just think that he was probably higher on the big board than they had other players.
0: Well, because Mike, they don't know what they're going to need. In a month, the roster could look. So different than it does now.
3: Yeah, you a just, weeks.
0: You can't project for. A new- so, so I think ultimately, what you do is you say, "What are the general
1: premiums that we put on players? You know, regardless of skill set, regardless of, I mean, regardless of position, regardless of who may be here or may not be here. You know, generally speaking, what do we want?" And then you just start trying to fill those particular holes, you know, those particular needs.
0: And, and if you look at McKeeluk, the guy they drafted, I'm getting really good at this now that there's a phonetic pronunciation. In it front really of me. helps. It really helps because it's better than meow look which is what I believe I said <laughs> at the beginning. Um, he's, you know, 14 and a half points a game, four rebounds, almost three assists, over a steal a night. He does a lot of stuff that fills up a box score very clearly, and he's a four year guy. Uh, His senior year, I just did the math. He shot.
1: Shot 44% from behind the arc, which is impressive in and of itself. He took six and a half a game, which lets you know... Two hundred sixty over the course. That's of the year. a yeah, I mean, big sample size.
3: Volume is often as much of a skill, you know, in the sense of, of a three point shooter. than, say like Brandon Ingram. Actually, you might be surprised. Shot forty one percent from three at Duke as a freshman. He didn't take many threes though. Right. Uh, he took the open ones from the corner. He took a couple open ones from the wing. It's a little bit if, if you even look at last year. Ingram had a, a much better three point percentage than you could About guess. Thirty nine percent. Yeah. Right. And I mean, in thirty thirty nine percent, it's like whoa. But yes. he, he did not take many. Right. So whereas somebody else that in, in Steph Curry I was of course the best example of this. But if you take eleven a game. And you're shooting over forty. Uh, the defense just has to sprint to you almost every time you come out. So down with look you know yeah.
1: th- this is something he really does. This is
0: a legit skill. Yeah.
1: that's a lot, especially in college.
0: That's and, a lot. And again, game. he's a guy who came in, and the Lakers reportedly just loved what he did at his workout. Um, and I, I, there's the interesting trend that they've got here is it's another one of these guys who spent some time in college. Josh Hart last year was a four-year guy at, at, at Villanova. Yep. Larry Nance was a three-year guy, correct? Um, Nance was four. Nance four. Thought, yeah, Kuzma, Kuzma was, Kuzma three. was, three. Kuzma yeah, was yeah. three. And so you got to go back, and most of the guys that they've taken in these spots are guys who can come in, understand how to play the game, which is part of the reason I think they've had so much success with late picks. They they don't try necessarily to hit home runs. They look for basketball players.
3: And they and so the other thing I thought of with Mo Wagner. It, character, he, that is something that I've heard around this building. Now, of course, uh, every team is going to ideally want a guy that has the best character. It all, it all, the talent level has to be up to par as well. But he does seem to be somebody that has that sort of overall attitude that the are yeah. looking oh, there, for. Were,
0: there were guys on the board yeah. uh, you know, mitchell robinson and i don't mean to speak ill of a kid that i've never met there were questions about his background about you know committing twice to go to western kentucky and never actually showing up and some things that when people get in and they start digging around make you know some red flags big talent but the lakers well they, i mean you know they, they they chose to
1: pass i know we've all talked with marcellus wiley about you know the pre-draft process for him and he has said like the amount that these people found out about him, and you know, Marcellus has nothing to hide. He never gotten any type of trouble. Never had character concerns. But just the digging that they did on him, he, he said there are certain things like, oh my, how on earth would you know that? But these guys all do their homework and. If there are character concerns, and that was
3: even before like text messaging, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Back in when like, we were oh all, yeah when, e- yeah,
1: when it was frankly when it was easy, when there were fewer receipts.
3: Yeah, no social media, of course, no internet, and they really.
1: still they still find out yeah. stuff. And you know, it may not keep you from drafting somebody,
0: but it's going to make you think twice. A guy like Mo Wagner.
1: All positive. Yeah.
0: So, all right. So, the Lakers have officially made all three of their picks tonight. Uh, With the 25th pick in the first round, they took center Mo Wagner from Michigan. Shot uh, about, I believe it was about 40% last year. Yeah, 39%. From from three-point range. In the second round, with the first pick of the uh, second round, the 39th pick, they took Isaac Bonga, a small forward. Emphasis on small, on skinny. Emphasis on skinny. skinny. He's skinny. tall, but he's skinny. He's like eighteen, Se- right? Seems like the kind. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. seems like the kind of guy that they'll probably stash overseas. And then with the forty uh, seventh pick, they take uh, Sviatoslav Makelik from Kansas, a four year guy who they loved coming out of his workout. So the Lakers are done. We expect to hear from Rob Palenka at the podium really soon. We'll bring that to you, of course. Thanks, Mike, for coming in.
3: And, uh, and more over. soccer, too. And more soccer. Nice. Yeah, not tomorrow. really, actually. We'll be back tomorrow, well, tomorrow, though, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah tomorrow. Cool. There yeah, you go. Yeah, promote yeah, that. though. All
0: right. Caminetsky uh, Brothers live from the UCLA Health Training Center. It's the ESPNLA Lakers <laughs> draft show. <laughs> ESPNLA. Caminetsky Brothers live from the UCLA Health Training Center. The Lakers, Andy, are off the board. They have made all three of their selections in tonight's draft. In the first round with the 25th pick, they took Mo Wagner, big center from Michigan, Shot about 40% from three-point range last year. After he can make about plays. Points. Good, solid player. Um, the Lakers, with their next pick, took uh, Isaac Bamba, who appears to be kind of a, a project that they can leave over in Germany where he can eat. <laughs> he is <laughs> listed a, at 6'10", 180. That is very skinny. Uh, even Brandon Ingram thinks that's too skinny. Um, and then with the third pick that they had in tonight's draft at 49 They took uh, forty-seven. Forty-seven. Thank you, Andy. They took Sviatoslav Mikiluk, who we learned during the break prefers to go by Svi. Love this kid. To which we said, "Great."
1: And by the way, you want to talk about shooting? This kid can shoot. Yes.
0: Took two hundred and fifty-nine three-pointers. As a senior in Kansas uh, Kansas last year and made forty-four and a half percent. Average six
1: and a half threes a game. That is a legit sample size. This kid can absolutely shoot.
0: And if you're looking, I think, for a name that the Lakers will point to or, or draft analysts will point to and say, you know, this is a guy maybe the Lakers got a bit of a steal on. It's probably this kid. Fits that profile of the kind of guys the Lakers are looking for. Can do a lot of different things. Maybe not a star uh, at any one of them, although Makila can absolutely shoot. There's no question about that. But he averaged 14.5 points a game, four rebounds, almost three assists, over a steal a night uh, with, with Kansas last year. So smart, experienced, um, a lot potentially to like with the guys that the Lakers drafted. But, let's, Andy, let's recap some of the, the other news that have gone on. And the big news, honestly from the draft perspective is nothing happened, but nothing happening is important when you think about where the Lakers are planning to go. There were no big trades, nobody used up their cap, nobody uh, you know made more space that might make it uh, harder to get the the big free agents. So no news is news, I think if you're the Lakers
1: yeah I mean you everything feels like a precursor to July 1st and in particular July 1st and LeBron James because he is the ultimate domino in the in the NBA. He's the guy that everybody is trying to figure out what he's going to be doing and then in turn you're going to be making a lot of those moves, you know, whether to get LeBron or because you're going to help a team that's looking to create the space for LeBron and blank you can be a facilitator. So everybody around the league, one way or another, feels like they might have a bit of a stake in ultimately this question of where LeBron goes.
0: Right, and so the so the, the news tonight, we heard it from Brian Windhorst, uh before the draft started that things appear to be narrowed down for LeBron to Cleveland or L.A. because those are the places where his family will be most comfortable. And that starts the debate, well, which city is the better one from a basketball standpoint? I think from a lifestyle standpoint, other than... He's from there, the, and that matters. That, by the way, absolutely that absolutely
1: does. matters. You know, that and apparently matters sense. a lot to his family as well. And
0: it, absolutely, and I think it matters to LeBron to be able to see his his kids play at places where he grew up playing, and all these to
1: play things. in a gym that literally bears his name. That's got to mean something. there's a gym in Akron called the LeBron James Gym, and the idea of saying seeing Bronny play in that gym, that's an emotional connection that at the very least LeBron's going to think about. It's going to give him something to think about,
0: right? And so you know that's. That's what. Where um, are we going to, to Rob? Not yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the you know when we look at, at, at the thing with LeBron, now you start comparing basketball. Okay, you, I will sit in Andy. I will entertain arguments that the Cleveland Cavaliers in a seven game series have, if you take LeBron off both teams, would beat the Lakers. Maybe. Okay. But maybe. I'll I mean, say, maybe
1: on experience, if nothing sure, else.
0: I'm willing to make that argument. I'll sit here and I'll listen. But it's not like you look at that roster and the ability that the Cavs had to change it and augment it and turn it into something good for them. You know, they, they're they are they're stu- stuck. They're completely stuck. This
1: is the roster. I mean, maybe you can move Kevin Love for another Kevin Love equivalent player. You know, Maybe you can take the the kid that they drafted uh eight uh his name is escaping me right now but you know package him and kevin love you're gonna you're gonna the point guard from alabama exactly you're there's a return that you can get but the ability to truly transform that roster into something notably better it's not there
0: and so if you look at it from a basketball standpoint this is what's remarkable about this whole process if it really does come down to cleveland or la you think Take out Philly, the other team that we can look at and say, from a basketball standpoint, there's a lot going on there. Houston, basketball standpoint, if you can make that work, there's a lot going on there. If it's just L.A. and Cleveland, just the basketball, before you get to the lifestyle stuff, more cap space here, better young assets here, You know, I think, I think we would all argue more stable ownership, better management, all that stuff, it is all lined up for the Lakers. And then you factor in, and if LeBron comes, you have space for it. Paul George. You have the assets to trade for Kawhi Leonard. You can do whatever you want. Well, I
1: mean, look, I—it's yet to be seen if LeBron ended up a Laker. How well he will get along with Jeannie Bus? I don't know if they have any real type of relationship beyond just you know a nodding acquaintance, saying hello or whatever. But we do know this. Can't be
0: worse than the I was just about to say. We we do
1: know this. LeBron has yeah. no reason to dislike or distrust Jeannie Bus. He's got a lot of reasons to dislike or distrust Dan Gillard. Well, we
0: saw what happened in the finals when he walked right by and that was not on accident. Nothing, nothing Le- Yes, nothing, nothing he,
1: does. he does is by accident.
0: And so you combine that news with, you know, no movement from anybody, nobody making the bold move to try to, you know, acquire Uh, a player like Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard or whatever it might be from one of these teams that might need to blow it up. Uh, You know, Oklahoma City not making anything that looks like, uh, maybe it's a move that if George leaves, we're making this kind of replacement. So you put all those things together and now you have a setup where the smoke and the fire seems to be there for Paul George coming to LA. Nothing has changed in that regard. And now the LeBron thing, which seemed like, yeah, it's, I guess, possible at the beginning of the year, looks... Would you call it? Would you call the Lakers the favorite at this point? Would you call it a coin flip? Either way, it's the answer is remarkable. It feels like at the
1: very least it's a coin flip because if you listen to Brian Windhorst and there is nobody, there's nobody who covers LeBron or the Cavaliers who knows LeBron and the Cavaliers better than Brian Windhorst. It sounds like at minimum it's a coin flip by virtue of it being two teams, right? And it's not, you know, it's not two teams like well, there's one definitive front runner, but he's still well, weighing the idea of the other one, this sounds
0: like it is right. it a coin noted. flip if, at best. If it comes down to his family, and that seems to be the consideration, his family spent an awful lot of time in L.A. too. Yes. And by all reports, they like it because why wouldn't they? If you can live in the way that they do and have the kind of family that they have, L.A. is a nice place to live, not a bad place to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, in some ways, I think it has to do, when you talk about the lifestyle, are you thinking, as, are you thinking more about what comes next you know, like the next chapter for LeBron's kids in terms of, you know, that transition into high school. And that's sort of the first and foremost consideration. Or are you thinking about the way you're Le- LeBron would potentially be looking to set up the next phase of his life? It's really, more, and tra- it's
0: really more the first part because the second part, the, the, the transition to Hollywood, for example, which is I think what you're talking about, you can do that from anywhere. I know it's can, easier from here.
1: It's e- it's easier, but I'm talking in terms of just laying down roots for okay, the kids. Because we're going to be here, right? For a the long the, time. the youngest daughter, for example, who is considerably younger than than the two older kids. You know, what would her life be like? You know, like you're you're really just thinking about those type of transitions that are sort of melded into what LeBron would be looking for versus kind of the the immediate lifestyle for the kids. Do I you know do I want to uproot them? You know, they're comfortable. You know the youngest daughter wouldn't really know the difference, but to the what do the two sons? Well, he said
0: he wants this is going to be it. He wants where he stays, he's going to stay, and this you know he wants to be able to let his kids grow up somewhere. Um, The kids are comfortable here. Maybe I don't know. I can't speak that they don't like Cleveland or they're not comfortable there too. I'm sure they are, but this is not a place that's foreign to LeBron James family. And so again, when you start to line these things up, it becomes something that that makes it seem like the Lakers are a really genuinely live proposition. I
1: I would put it this way. If you're taking a look at what Cleveland would have to do from this point moving forward to convince LeBron to stay versus what the Lakers would have to do from this point forward to convince him to come, Cleveland's got to pull out a lot more rabbits from the hat. They got to pull out a lot more stops. They They got to do a lot more convincing and come up with Hail Marys than the Lakers. Yeah, the, no the, the Lakers can really point to what's there a lot easier than what Cleveland can
0: do. All right. So we are, we're expecting, by the way, to speak with uh, Rob Palenka. He's currently talking to the rest of the media right now, but he's going to be coming to us when he's done with that. So uh, stick with us over the. Into the we'll, we'll stick with it into the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, and we are, again, going to speak with Rob Palenka. The other big piece of news, though, Andy, and I want to ask you this question uh, Kawhi Leonard reportedly has said that he wants to come to L.A. He will tell any team that trades for him, and it doesn't appear the Lakers will get him, uh, that at the end of next season, he's coming to Los Angeles. He's going to opt out. He's going to join the Lakers. With that said, how would you play the Kawhi sweepstakes if you are Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka? We'll talk about that. And again, expect me to hear uh, from Rob Polinka directly with us when we get back. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. It's the NBA Draft Show on ESPN Elect.